Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Modular homes, what exactly are they? The short answer is they're a type of prefabricated home. And uh, a fabricated home is a home that's built from components made in an advance in a factory and just delivered to a site and then put together. Now, if you've seen them, by the way, that kind of just doesn't do them justice. You know what I mean? It just doesn't do them any justice whatsoever because they're not bad looking. They're essentially like, you know, those really nice trailers, you, the, well, the Winnebago's. They're like them without the wheels, I suppose, really, because they are nice. Some of them are luxurious. They've got nice kitchens and cookers and plumbing and bedrooms, a two, usually two bedroom, whatever. And, and you know, they've got a, as, you know, a front space, which is kind of kitchen come living room. They're nice, but they're not a house. Anyway, today, the Director General of the Engineers Ireland, David Owen, said that more modular homes need to be constructed in order to address the housing shortage crisis. And you heard on the news, there are no affordable homes in Ireland. According to him, this would not only alleviate pressure on the housing market, but also improve sustainability in construction. This is because, he says, fewer deliveries of materials are often. uh, Because, of course, it's pre-made. And the housing figures he cited do not bode well for the future. The number of homes that must be delivered to meet the current demand is 55,000 to 74,000 per year. That is never going to happen. It's roughly twice the government's target, which they're not going to reach, by the way, of 33,000. <sighs> and do you remember the target that uh, the Labour Party said? If you vote for us, we'll build a million homes a year. Well, you might as well say 10 million. Because you're never going to build a million homes. The problem is not the bricks and mortar, the wood and everything else for the houses. The problem is getting people to put it all together. There isn't, there isn't enough people because people in construction would make more money in the private sector. Anyway, he says the discrepancy between targets and actual need is in part due to the long period of population growth exceeding official projections. And of course, the reason for that, you all don't have to be geniuses to work out. Ireland's population has increased over the last year. So we are all finally waking up to the fact that the current situation is unworkable. And now an expert is advising us that we throw up some more pre-packed homes and throw them up quickly. I jest. But seriously, I want to know what you think of this idea. Is this the solution? Would you be happy with it? Would you live in a modular home? Maybe you do. I don't know. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what it's like. By the way, somebody had texted already and said they fall apart after 10 years. No, they don't. They, they last 30 to 40 years, I believe. Even more. Or maybe you think it's short-sighted. Can a modular home really be a forever home? You know, and don't we need to put our attention into building proper houses? What do you think? Are modular homes the solution to the housing crisis? Because they can build them quick, they just need land to put them on. A few bricks to put them up onto. The number is 87 zero eight. You can WhatsApp right now if you want to. James, hi, how are you? Good evening, mate. How are you? Good. James, are modular homes the solution? Well, the problem with modular homes is you need permission for them. Well, if you've got a mobile home, you can you can just put them up and you can leave them there. Well, well you've heard the government already. They, they, they have a plan for that too. I mean, when it comes to modular homes, they can fast-track the planning permission. Darrell Bryan has said all this already. They'll fast-track planning permission to get these things up. What's the difference between a mobile home and a modular home? But there's not much difference apart from the wheels. You can get... You can't get a puncture in a modular home. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the only difference is the wheels. Yeah. 
I know. But they, I've seen them, the problem, James. Have you seen them? They're nice. I have. Yeah, they have schools here in Clare. I saw some Clare about 40 years ago. They had them. They're still, they're still there. Oh, yeah. They do last if they're looked after. So, yeah, yeah. They're expensive. Um, well, they're not expensive as a house. No, they're not, not cheap, like. Not cheap. No, I'm, I'm, a home, there's a Swedish company. I remember looking at them a while ago, if you were interested in, say, buying a holiday home for Ireland. And a modular home is roughly, for a nice one, you're looking at about eighty to 100,000. Yeah, yeah. So back in the day, about 40 years ago, they're, they're for 4,000 pounds, didn't they? Yeah. In school, no one clear. They had, they had, they had one. Yeah, no, when I say 80 to 100, that's, that's fitted, fully fitted, plumbed, electricity in, kitchen in, the whole lot. Is better, better hundred grand tops. Yeah, yeah. But then you need, the, but you do need the land to put them on. But the government have loads of land all over the country. Of course they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm doing well if, if, if I can get a modular home myself. I'm doing well because at the moment now my father died last month, and um, I'm sorry to hear that. By the way, I'm trying to get my kettle here at home on the farm, and I can't get a herd number in my own name. Well, it takes time to get together to the tour. Winter, winter coming now. I have enough feeding for my cattle. All oh, right. And um, I'm going how many, to how many cattle? How many cattle have you got? I've sent two cattle in total. I went to my welfare last night about it. See, they come and take away the cattle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and did your dad leave you some ca- the cattle when he died? He did. Yeah. He left me. The, uh, there's a hundred acres in total in Land End, and oh, yeah. I'm not sure there before one time about what well, I took to Ukraine there. What the day in total to Ukraine there last two years ago. I was talking on the, on the radio about it. But that was cancelled because of the war in Ukraine. And then I had a group going to Israel at Christmas. And yeah. they cancelled too because of the war in, in Israel. But they cancelled that as well. Oh, yeah. So when the next time it comes around, it'll be cancelled again because of a war somewhere else. By the way, James, what part of the country are you in? In Scarif, in County Clare. And, and in County Clare, if you don't want me asking you, you don't have to tell me about your land, but how much is an acre of land worth? About 15,000 an acre. How much? 3,000? I, 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 I can't access funds in the bank because... My, my father's account is frozen. Oh, well, of so, course, yeah, it'd be in probate. Yeah. Probate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to wait. What is it, six months you have to wait? Three, three, six months. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Just in case there's anybody else out there thinks they own some of it. Yeah, that's unfortunately, yeah. that's what happens, James. Well, it goes into probate. The, pro- the problem is, you know, um, I see kettle, kettle nuts for the winter. and, and, uh, and How are you going to feed them if you haven't got the money? Well, that's the problem. I was getting credit at the local creamery. They stopped giving me credit now at the moment to reach the limit. Oh, so right, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, so they're dairy cattle. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, they're not dairy cattle. They're dry stock. Dry stock. Oh, and okay. When you said mention the, cream, the local creamery, I thought you were providing milk. Yeah. Well, they, they, they carry agri as local. Right, okay. Local I know, and this time of the year it gets difficult because, of course, during the summer they just sit there eating the grass, but this time of the year they have to come in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The grass is they not grown. In. That's the problem. But then has, well, uh, listen, James, we could talk about farming all night. It's a really interesting conversation for farmers, but uh, we got to stick to what we're talking about, unfortunately, at the moment, which is modular homes. Do you think it's a suitable plan rather than building houses because we can build them quicker? Well, um, you can build them fast. It's about a week to build a modular home. Like, modular home. Mm. A week. You don't know a week. Yeah. Well, you can build a lot of homes uh, very quickly. Uh, thank you, James, for that. Let me just go to Joe. Joe, hi, how are you? Well, how are you? Good. Joe, modular homes, are they the answer? Yes. yes uh, look, I have a couple of things I want to hit off, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. One thing is modular homes, yes, 100%. I've built hundreds of them in Australia. Um, Australia's climate, it's, it's, it's the opposite to us. It's very warm. Yeah. So these are built to keep the heat out. 
but to keep the heat out, to keep the cold out. Yep. Uh, storm season, typhoons, we'll never get the likes of it, and these houses stand up. Yeah, they. I mean, people have this okay. opinion of them that they're they're only temporary, but they they're no, not. They're no, quite good. They no, last no, a long no. time. If they, do, if they do the new type uh, steel frame, steel internal frame, clad the outside internal is same as a finished house inside. You won't know the difference when you walk in the front door. No, I've seen the ones down in Mahon and Cork, and they actually look lovely. Brilliant, perfect, perfect, and and they're a very quick fix. Very, very quick, very quick. And and they can. Um, tr- how how long does it take to turn them around? I worked for a company in Australia. I did all the bases, so the concrete slabs. Uh, we do 10 slabs a week, and the following week, the houses will be up. Right, okay. Yeah, so two weeks, 10 houses, easy. Whereas with your standard three-bed, bricked house... Oh, look, they're throwing houses up at the minute. Like, they're building houses too quick here in, in conventional methods. Yeah, well, that's 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 always a problem, too, isn't it? Yeah. They're not, they'll fall down before modular, before modular, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if we were living in a country where we got hurricanes, I'd be concerned, but we don't, so... We, be told, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, second thing I wanted to touch off was the Ukrainians and the ruling that they made. Oh, this the, the, the 90-day ruling, yeah. 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 I hope it's for all, everybody coming here seeking help. It's not just singling out the Ukrainians, is it? Well, the, well, the thing about it is, if you're uh, seeking international protection, you don't get the dole. Okay. So you're not getting the, the, the Ukrainians currently at the moment coming to Ireland yeah, get twice as much money as any yeah, other country has given them. I didn't. I didn't read into that yet. But one thing I did read into uh, last Monday, last Monday week, there was a motion in the Oireachtas by the Minister for Children, mm. and he was very concerned about uh, direct direct provision children having to live in hotel rooms for four months. Yeah. Okay. As that sounds concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Very concerning. My partner's Irish. Uh, her eldest son uh, was two in October. She's went into um, emergency accommodation in South Dublin into a single person's room while she was pregnant on him. She's still in that room. Mm. Okay, it's a single person's room. She's not there with one. She's there with two children now. She's there with a two-year-old. And, and, and you know what? I'm I, in 100% agreement with you, Joe. We had this situation before the war in Ukraine. And Correct. I would have been on the radio saying it was disgraceful that 12,000 or 10,000 people at the time in temporary accommodation were living in hotels with children. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and the answer kind of was, well, what are you expecting us to do? We can't build houses. But all of a sudden, when we have refugees and Ukrainians coming in, refugees. it becomes a big problem. And all these ideas... Yeah, I know, I know. I know, I know. Let's, let's spend 100 million on temporary housing for non-Irish. Because that's really what it's yeah, fucking and, and by the way, I, I don't disagree with supporting people. If, if people need our support, if they're running from war or fleeing war, I don't agree. I don't disagree with supporting people. But you also have to get your ducks in a row for, in your own country first. Yeah, uh, I'm and, a very terrible person. Yeah. But look, I'm a little bit old-fashioned. Look after your own. When your own are looked after, then give your help to whoever you can. Well, but that always should be any government's priority. And, and, and give as much help as you can to others. Once you have your own your own house in order, that's that should be the most way it is all the time. But look, that's not what's happening. Unfortunately, what's happening is quite reckless. You yeah, know, most governments in the world do run do run the countries like that. Look after their own. Whatever's uh-huh. left, then yeah, come on, we'll help you. We can absolutely. Like the Irish are coming last. Well, well, that's well, that that's the reason they mentioned this today. This new presentation because they can't keep doing what they're doing, which is supporting people for some infinite amount of time. Because that would be ridiculous. 
Um, but but here's the thing, as I said earlier on the show, many people suggested this last year that there should be a time limit of say three to six months, which they're doing in the UK. And anybody who even suggested that was a right wing racist. Now the government is suggesting it. So what does that make yeah, them? But but the, yeah, but they're not very. The, the government is not very brainy. Is it? No, they're not very because you, you you think of this, okay? They're telling these people, "Come on, we're going to help you." After ninety days, you have to stand on your own two feet. Yeah. The next news headline is: There's not one fucking house available to be rented. For yeah, well, see, this is well, this is what I was talking about today, and I I was talking to Pat Tobin from Aintu today, and we we were discussing this, and I said, well. If the government's plan is in 90 days you have to fend for yourself, and just like anybody else, if you can't afford it, you go and get your HAP or you go on the housing list or whatever it is, right? But the thing about it is they're in accommodation at the moment. So in 90 days, are we going to chuck them out on the street where there's nowhere for them to go anyway? So so what difference is it going to make? You're just moving them from one department to another. It's just making the responsibility. The more, yeah, but they, they, but they won't. They're going into government. They're going into government-owned houses. I see it every day of the week. They're coming into the country. Four months later, they're in a house. My partner's in the house, in her house, two and a half, in her... Temporary accommodation, house, yeah. Temporary accommodation, two and a half years, okay? Like, that's ridiculous. If you gave her, if you gave her a fucking box... Joe, can I ask you a question? And I'm not going to pry into your private life here, and I don't want to disrespect you, but you said, you have to say to me three times, it's your partner. Is it your child? Yeah. Uh, her son her son is not my child. Okay. The second child is mine. So we have a daughter together. Okay. And where, what role, and again, I'm not having a pop in case you think I am. I'm not judging you. But I, I know you're very concerned about the fact that she's in temporary accommodation. Can you not yeah. help her get out of that situation? Can I not help her? Okay. So I'm just finished a divorce. So separation with, with my wife. Okay. Which has left me financially fucking broke, basically. Okay. okay. I have my own house. <laughs> a lot of people are in the same boat have been through that, Joe. Yeah. Right. I have my own house. It's down in the country. It's in the middle of nowhere. Okay? Mm. My partner doesn't drive. It's not possible for her to live in my house without driving. Now, we're doing our best to get her driving. But... I know, I know. It's a difficult situation. Look, I didn't want to pry into your personal life. I, just, I was just curious. But I need to get back to the modular homes anyway. But, but I think your partner would be happy with a modular home. If you gave her a box with a key and her own door, she would be absolutely delighted. Okay, stay there for a second. Let me go to Eileen. Eileen, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Eileen? Hi, Niall. Good, thank you. Good. I mean, there you go. Joe has built modular homes when he was in Australia. Can't think of anything better. Well, they sound good to me. I am. Um, I'm in a position now. I have my own land, and I have the utilities oh, and everything on it. Yeah. But I'm um, now. I everything didn't go right for me to build so I'm basically living in a hay bale shed and the council have told me that I couldn't stay in it but I told them I had nowhere else to go so then they tried to house me in um they did offer me one place but it was a known drug dealer's house in a known very bad area and I have two autistic children also another boy with special needs so I told them that area wasn't suitable for us that it would put more danger on yeah. Could they even build me a modular home and I would pay them back for it or a mobile or anything until I could sort myself out. But <laughs> they said they couldn't do it because my land has run out of planning permission, but that would be easily sorted, seems like the utilities, you know. And then a house actually came available at the top of my road, uh, perfect, and they said they can't afford to do it off. And when you, when you say you're living in a hay bale shed, is it literally a hay bale shed yeah. is it, or is it a converted into a house of some description? No, it's literally, it's, it's 
like a shed. And where where do you where do you cook and where do you go to the bathroom and? In it, I cook in it. I have a gas cooker, and my heating is a a stove fire. Um, you know the yeah. gas fire. And is there beds for the kids? Yeah, there's beds. We 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 made beds. We put beds into it. We we tried to make it as best like a home as we could. Sounds like a crib. Any other options? Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. It sounds more yeah. like a crib. My older yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah, my older children now. They're all working in Galway and living in Galway. Now they're paying extortionate rent. My daughter, my oldest autistic daughter, was just uh, got in a room a few months ago, and now she was told she has to move out. And uh, she has so many special needs, and this is really causing her a lot of problems. And when when they offered you the house that you said was the former drug dealer's house, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, okay. Uh, what was wrong with that house, apart from the fact that it was a former drug dealer's house? The drug dealer wasn't living there anymore, so I assume. What was wrong with well, the house? Well, the thing is, it's a very, very rough area. Now, I've already lived in a rough area, and the reason I end up buying land and... But, okay, and I get that, but it, when you say it was a rough area, okay, it was an area with some social problems in it, okay? Unfortunately, yeah. you know, when you're in a situation, when you're in need and you want a home for your children, I suppose you've got to yeah. take the good with the bad every now and again, you know what I mean? Until well, until you can get something better. Well, see, yeah, but now this is better than living in that kind of danger because although it's very uncomfortable, my children are safe. I've lived in that situation before and... Um, <laughs> it's just it's I like my my two daughters were attacked. You know I I couldn't live with put my children in that kind of danger again, and it would definitely happen because you know when the kids see a some of the children from that rough area go to my children's school and they're bullies. So if my child lived in that area, I I just couldn't do it. They've already been through it again. Mm-hmm. You know, like my whole household, I have an autoimmune disease. Um, I, I'm sick all the time. My I have these children with all these specialties. I was trying to give them a better life and things just went the way it appeared. Now, I haven't given up, but, you know... So what, so what you're saying to me would be ideal if the government would throw a modular home on the land that you have there. Yeah, and I asked them to do that as soon as I heard what they were doing for the Ukrainians, which I thought was lovely. That's good how they have these people. And do you, own, do you own the land there? I do. I and, do. and is there much land? Um, three acres. Okay, and is that land worth money? Is it worth good money? Um, not, not really. Okay, wouldn't be worth selling and buying a house, no. Uh, you you wouldn't have enough to buy a house. Oh, okay. Most of it's bog land at the back. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm just you know, curious. Yeah, I was just you know curious. what I mean. So there's only, I say, there's a, up the top I could build, but not down the bottom at all. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. it's not. I got it cheap, and I just got to build my own little. Stuff or timber framed house and <coughs> excuse me <coughs> my circumstances just haven't allowed for that yet yeah okay okay well look but, okay. Um, you're, in, you're in a tough situation no. there's no doubt about that so you'd be happy you'd be very very happy if they just threw a modular home on the land or let you build a modular home on the land yeah and uh, you know I wanted it like if they helped me I offered to pay pay for it myself you know yeah. it's not as if I was asking I didn't want to go to the council and like say oh you I don't want to live here then. So I'm trying to make a good future for my children because I want it better. And uh, <coughs> well, I, well, I don't know. I mean, they're expensive enough that to buy a modular home without the land is probably about a hundred grand all in. So you know, you mightn't have that kind yeah. of money. You know what I mean? There'll be a lot of money. For no, you to... definitely don't. No, no. I don't. That's 
you know, that's why I asked the council if they could help me. That I would definitely, I wasn't looking for any handouts or anything like that. Mm. You know, we were willing to live in this. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be for as long. I thought it would be short term. Yeah. Okay. You know, it didn't turn out like that. Okay, well, well modular uh, homes, I think, would be great for people. Yeah, I, I, well, I think for some people they would. It would certainly be better than yeah. the, the situation they might be currently in, like yourself at the moment, which is not a good situation for you and your kids. Say there, Eileen. Let me go to John as well. John, hi, how are you? Good night, Noel. How are you keeping? Good. Uh, John, what, what do you think of this involved. modular home idea? Well, I've been involved in uh, facilities and uh, manufacturing and building all my life. And I, I've been kind of watching them out sure that they're a home type of thing. I know people that have got them and that. But I just want to say, we are we can't think outside the box. Modular homes could be the best thing a person could ever have. Uh, we think them they're kind of like mobile homes or whatever. They're just homes that, or they're houses that are built, instead of building them on site, on a concrete block, they're built in a factory, on an assembly line. That's right, yeah. So you have an assembly line, and you have a few lads building one wall, and a few lads, and they're very well designed. Yeah, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, yeah. The materials in them are very modern, you know? We don't use blocks, but the, the materials have changed. The roofs, the, there's no tiles anymore, there's tiles, but things have got, uh, uh, they've come on a lot. Like, I'll give you one example. After uh, the hurricane, Katrina there, down in in America, two lads got together and they, they got a big factory and they started making homes on an assembly line because everyone lost their homes. But that would be a lot more common in the United States because most houses, particularly in the southern states in the United States, are all wooden frame houses anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the materials outside the wood. But I, I've seen them and I've been on holidays there. You see these trucks going up and down the, the motor or the interstates on a regular basis but half a house on the back of them. You know, and they, so they, they bring it in two halves and then just stick it together. Yeah. They're bringing two halves and slap them together. Yeah. But in Ireland, they have a life, some of them have a life lifespan of 100 years. Yeah. So most of us aren't going to live that long. True. If we had a, if the government had or anyone had the vision to build a big plant. Now, when I worked, where I worked with a big, big uh, developer in, in Ireland, and he built a plant up in that loan, making modular bathrooms for hotels, and there were concrete pods, they call them, and they were basically a bathroom, they were tiled, all the pipes. Yeah, they just slot them in. Hotel. Yeah. Yeah, and slot them in. Same with the modular homes. Like, we're not going to live forever. We just need, like, if they can make them, if they had a big factory that could lash out 20, 30, 40 homes and different different <coughs> designs, like for two-bedroom, three-bedroom, four-bedrooms, you know, and... Well, like, as long as they're safe, that's the main thing, isn't it? As long as they're safe, yeah, as long as they're warm. If they have to meet... They have to meet standards. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they're not like a mobile home. They're going to be... I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what their energy rating is like. By the way, I'm, I'm sure the Green Party would be interested. What? Because, because they have the materials. Because they have. We have like the materials and have gone on so far in the last twenty years. 
with carbon and fiberglass and plastics yeah. and we people don't realize we're not thinking outside the box in Ireland. We think of the old. I was there sitting on a barrel in the 1980s chasing fucking walls <laughs> and, and snapping in wires. Look at the people in Donegal. I'm sure the people up in Donegal with the houses. With the pyrites, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, so my, my girl, yeah. In the, in the Celtic Tiger, I was a manager, facilities manager with a with co. Some of the people that were building houses shouldn't have been let build a Lego house. They were cowboys. You know, no, 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 I, I've seen I, the, some of the construction in modern houses is appalling. I, I've been to houses recently. You know, a friend of mine bought a house recently and it was a brand new house. You could literally near hear his neighbors having a conversation in the room next door. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. unacceptable in a modern house. You buy, you spend three or four hundred grand on a house and you can hear your neighbors telly. You shouldn't be able to hear your, your neighbors telly. Those days are long gone. That shouldn't be happening. No. But with at least with the, if you had the factory that had design team there putting slapping these houses together, everything was the same. You know the lads that were putting them together were putting doing the same work every day. They knew what they were at. They were designed properly. I think it's a great idea, and it saves time because we don't have much time. You know, yeah. and you know the, it's it's just like the people we're just. We can't hang around any longer. There's so many people in Ireland now. We're getting people in. We have hundreds of thousands of people sleeping in tents, sleeping. I have a fellow sleeping, sleeping in a tent 200 metres from me in, a, in in my park. And he's there three or four years, God love him. And he's, God, he's an Irish man. And he's in his 30s, and he's just taken to sleeping in a tent. Now, I don't know why he picks up the tent every morning at 8 o'clock. And he goes off for the day and he comes back in the evening and he sets the tent up. But he's been there for years, like. Well, 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 hang on a second, because I want I just want to go to Gemma. Gemma, hi, how are you? Hi, you Oh, you're oh you're Joe who was on earlier on. You're his partner. Yeah, I'm his partner, yeah. Okay, so you're the you're the young lady with the children who's been living in temporary accommodation yeah. for how long are you there now? Nearly yeah, two years? I'm, um I'm two and a half years. That's crazy, isn't it? That mustn't be nice. I'm sure it's not nice. Yeah. Did you see the picture I sent in of the room? Okay, I'm going to have a look at my pictures there. Jane will probably show me in a second. Go on, talk away while I'm finding yeah. the picture there. Go on. Yeah, well, basically the conversation's about modular homes and if I think they're good, I think that'd be the best option for the time being anyway. I see it now, yeah. Sorry, I see the picture now, yeah. You wouldn't swing a cat in it, would you? That's two and a half years. Oh, no. That must be so difficult for mm -hmm. the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so difficult definitely. for you too, you know what I mean? Trying to cook something, trying to, you know... Whatever I don't know. It's how old? How old, is, how old is your? Kitchen, but you have to. How old is your son? Um, he's just gone two since September, and then I have a daughter. She's almost ten months. She's almost ten months. Okay. Well, like, yeah. Almost, yeah. Right. Okay. That's not a good situation, is it? And and you'd be no, quite. I, I mean, you'd love a modular home. I'm sure you would. I would love a modular home. Niall, I've been requesting from Central County Council just a bigger room. This is a single person room that I'm in and I can't even get that. I can't even have get they, room. Have they offered you anything, Gemma? They haven't offered me anything. No, um, they keep telling me to avail of me half, which I do, but I can't even get a viewing. I got three viewings in the whole time that I've been looking. And when you arrive at the viewing, there's probably a queue of 10,000 people there, is there? Or? Yeah. Well, now on two of them there was, but on the, the third one, there was only me and another person, but I still didn't get it. Right, okay. 
Okay. And why do you think you're not getting it? Is, is it because the landlords are not taking it? I, I don't or? know. I, I don't know because I walk. I have pay slips. I have yeah. references. I look after my kids. I look after myself. I don't know what the reason is. Yeah. But I also know that there's people that come in after after me that are only on the council list. Some of them are addicts, like active addicts that are going around, strung out, drilling on top of their kids. Some of them aren't Irish, strung out for getting into the country, and these are all been hills before me. I'm not racist, but I just don't see how... I see I see all your belongings. All your belongings are basically up on top oh. of a bunk bed. Yeah. No, that's not all my belongings. I have Christmas in my mat. Thank God I have a mat that I can go to. I go there. Nearly every day, just to get out, just to get out of here. Oh, so you'd want that to drive you mad. Imagine looking at those four walls every day; you'd drive you mad. Yeah, I have. To, yeah, I have to just up breakfast and gone. Even the kids hate it. The kids hate it here. There's no room for them. No, sure. The kids need a bit of space. They need to play. They need to run around. And ugh. yeah, I'm so. This is all so no. Gemma, I'm so. I'm so sorry because I would. I would hate to see anybody living in that sort of situation. That's a terrible situation for anybody to be living in. You know, and I know Joe explained yeah. the situation about how far away. He is, you know, so it's kind of difficult, you know. And yeah. obviously he's going through his own it's situation. It's not how far he is away, it's just how far he is from everything else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he yeah. couldn't walk to the shop or walk to the bus stop or do anything. Yeah. From where he lives. Yeah, I mean, that it is shocking. It is shocking. So, and then I, not only that then, right, if I want to stay out, I can only stay out three nights a month because they think that if you're homeless, that you just haven't got family, you haven't got friends, that you just need to be there all the time. So if I stay out, like, for, say, like, if I want to go... If we want to go away, we can't. We have to just book around between us. I can tell you. Right. Okay. And tell me, do you have a social life, or can you have a social life in that situation? Well, no. If I go to my mother, I can. When I had the two, when I had the second baby, my daughter ten months ago, I was not that I was struggling, but I mean, I a bit of help would have been handy. But no one is allowed in here. Like only the people that live here can come in here. And what about? I mean, what about when even Joe comes over? I'm sure Joe comes over to you. I mean, he you can't don't come in here. He's not allowed in, is he? Not? No one's allowed in here. It's not, like unless you're a resident here. But there's people that have four kids, and one of the kids doesn't live here. One of our, her oldest kids doesn't live here, but when she has her oldest kid, she has to find somewhere to stay with that oldest kid because her oldest kid's not allowed in here because she's not the other resident. All right. Okay. That's an awkward, yeah. awkward situation. I'm really sorry to hear you in that situation, Gemma. But the bottom line is, modular home would be wonderful as far as you're concerned. It'd be like a palace to you at this stage. I think it'd be magical. Honestly, at this stage, I think a modular home would be magical. And not just for me, for loads of people that just in this accommodation that I'm in alone, I know would would jump on the opportunity of a modular home. And the thing is, when you're in that situation, that kind of trap you're in there now at the moment with the two kids, it's very hard to better yourself, isn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even right, even with walking and all, yeah, I have to get up really early, slide down to my miles, give them the kids. If, if I had somewhere that I could call my home, my mom could come to me. She has about to get kids ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I go back there and my kids will be there instead of coming back in the kids and then coming back to the home because I have to be marked in. I can't be marked out. Stay there for a second, Gemma. Just Kevin, hi. How are you? Kevin, are you there? Oh, he's, not, he's abandoned us for some reason. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how are you doing? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. Sorry, I had you on mute there for a moment. Oh, don't you ever dare put me on mute again, Kevin. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Kevin, you heard Gemma. I, you can't see the picture I can see. She's living in this one room. With like a bunk bed yeah. and a bed, you know what I mean? And the, the kids' toys everywhere, unfortunately, because there's just nowhere to put anything. She's living in that. Yeah, look. With two kids, two I, little I, babies. Uh, I, I, Modular look, home I would be know, would be know, wonderful. It'd be I a palace know. tour. I, no, 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 no. Oh, you took me wrong. Look, I, I have my own little man cave here, and I've got two teenage girls, but that's, like, that's, 
they have their home and they have with, with me. But I'm not disagreeing with modular homes at all. My issue is, is that with modular homes and the government that we have, right, they're not the greatest, but we could do a lot better, is that they'll, they'll, if they did go down this road, they'll go, right, we'll put all this money in and we'll build all these modular homes and we'll give their pe- people their safety, their, their, their security of a home, something above their head. Yeah. But will they buy the land that their site is on? See, once you put a modular home into some a piece of land, it starts to sink, and it's near impossible to move, right? So if they sell, if they buy, if, unless they buy the land from the farmers and all that green land that farmers are sitting on, then they're wasting time and money. Oh, well, they'd have to buy the land. They'd ha- no, they'd, they'd the have land. to buy the land. Now, hold on, they, they can't be renting the land or anything like that. Yeah. They'd have to buy it. That's the thing. It has to be, the whole thing has to be completed. It's not like the children's hospital, right, where we're just going to build this great new hospital and think about the consequences how, mm. a year, how many years is it now? Yeah, now the only, the only thing I will say, and my only disagreement with modular homes is we're letting the government off the hook a little bit because they do oh, have a responsibility. Oh. I mean, Gemma should be getting a house, not a modular home, and so should Eileen. Yeah. But, so we are kind of letting them off yeah. the hook a little bit. But right now, they wore people down so far that... Well, they're worn. I can see they've worn Gemma down, that's for sure. And Eileen, who's living in a barn. Yeah, no, look, there's not going to be to Gemma. We have I've a bigger a, room. I'd be over the moon. Sorry, sorry, Gemma. If they were to just even offer me the bigger room, I'd be happier. It's just, it's the size, even the size of the room, it's like four footsteps to the bed, to out the door. Kevin, so imagine, imagine living in a room with your two kids, four footsteps from the bed and you're out the front door. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I live in a man cave. I'm no, no. I live in a, hang on, I live in what I call my man cave. It's built for one. And I have my doors here. Right? So Yeah, but but I, now with the greatest respect, Kevin, that's a circumstance. You know what I mean? You, you, oh, yeah. you have an ex partner. You yeah, you've an ex partner, haven't you? They they have a home. Yeah, they, they have, have a home. They have a home. Yeah. Home. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so the government don't really, we, we shouldn't really have a responsibility to provide you with another home just so you can have them over at the weekend. That's I not... never, I've never put my name, I've never No, I know, I'm just saying. I don't know, I had a lad on the air last year and his missus was getting a house from social uh, and him and his missus split up and he wanted a house from the social as well, a three-bed house for his no, kids. And no, I said, get, I said, look, hold on, the government's not responsible for your marriage breakup, pal. You know what I mean? You can't no, be giving you two houses. <laughs> and do you know what, Niall? I, I couldn't even get another mortgage if I wanted one. If I had the money. Do you know why? Because my name's already on the mortgage. Yeah. You cannot. That's so, you know, so, like, I no, that's not, that's my fault. That's my That's my life. That's yeah. my, my circumstance. Yeah. I've never once put my name down. They've been there, bought the T-shirt, yeah? Okay. But, but what I'm saying is Gemma's not in that situation. Gemma's, a, a, you know, a mother with two children. Yeah, You know, yeah. two babies, essentially. I, and she's living in yeah, and this. Yeah. Sorry, Gemma, it's a kip. And I, I'm, I no disrespect to you, Gemma, because you, you have what it's a one room that you've kept as well as you can. Offered, you know, if I if I had have kept the, if I had been offered the house that the girl was saying that she was offered some ex drug dealer's house, I'd, I'd have taken it. Gladly have taken it. Would I you? lock on the door. That's my house. Yeah, no problem. I'll live anywhere but a room. Well, I mean, obviously, I live in the room if I'm living in it now, but I mean, I just can't wait to get out anywhere. Well, I, I did say that to Eileen that, okay, it wasn't the ideal thing to be offered in a bad area. She didn't like the area, but she said she didn't want to live in that area. But, but did you not get well, three, I think chances, three choices? Sorry, sorry, Eileen, are you, are you still there? I am still here. Yeah. 
I mean, Gemma said she would have been yeah, quite happy in taking that house. I just locked the door. Oh, yeah, well, I can't do that. <clears throat> My kids have, have, there's too many problems already inside the house. I don't need any outside the house, you know, worrying about my children's safety. I couldn't cope with that again. I've been, already been in Oh, that no, situation. don't get me wrong. I'm very worried about my kids' safety yeah. as well, but it's still off hard living yeah. in a, a hope, a hostel, whatever I'm living in. Yeah. Well, I've been in your situation too, Gemma, so I know, like, what you're going through, and it's awful. You know, and I hope that you get somewhere mm. soon. I really do. It's not fair. It's not <laughs> look, fair. I, I hope you both do, uh, Gemma, as well. I, I hope you get out of that place, Gemma. That looks absolutely awful. Um, and it's not good for your mental health. It couldn't be good for your mental health. Or it's not even that right. It's for one person, it is a friend's room. It's, it's by kids. It's the kids that affect them. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I understand the situation. The kids don't. They're at two and ten months. So yeah. But I mean, you, Gemma, can you imagine, by the way, there's people out there. There's loads of space. People in your situation out there, right, and they've older kids who are eight and nine who need a bit more space even, right? Imagine what it's even like for them and they're in that situation too. It's dreadful. You know? <clears throat> to be honest, my I where I live there like I'm I live in South Dublin, like kind of in Tallah Village, right? And there's girls here that are like thirty four and they have fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year olds. There's girls here that are living with their mas and they're after getting pregnant, so they're waiting to get a room. So there's, there's older kids here with their parents. Yeah. I understand that as well, yeah. I, yeah. I could be a lot worse off, but I'm the only person that's here two and a half years. Well, I hope you get something soon, Gemma. Eileen, I hope you get sorted out. Kevin, thanks for that as well. i got to take a break. And uh, Gemma and Joe, I wish you as well, both of you. I know Joe's going through a tough time there too with his uh, separation, his divorce and everything else. Uh, we've got to take a quick break. Uh, the number is usual is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. After the break, by the way, I think we've got another caller or two on that. And uh, we have one more on that, have we, Ali? And I do want to move to talk, I want to talk about learner drivers. Should we kind of backtrack on the legislation that we enhanced about four years ago, demanding that learner drivers have a qualified driver sitting in the seat beside them? People believe we should. Let me know what you think. Uh, that was called the Clancy Amendment, as far as I remember. Uh, the number is 087 Do you believe learner drivers should have to have a qualified driver sitting beside them? There's a part of me says yes. There's another part of me saying, what difference is it going to make? So I crashed with a qualified driver beside me. Like he's hardly going to put his foot over and reach on to touch the brake, is he? She. Whatever. Somebody, by the way, said they were in the building industry and a, uh, what do they say here? A modular house is a house style. Uh, we sell modular homes are as good as or better than most homes in Ireland. Niall said beggars can't be choosers. Well, with modern modular homes and material and designs, modular homes are as good or better than most and have a life of at least 100 years. It's just we're afraid to change. Yeah, you're probably right. We're kind of, yeah, I'm, you know, when I'm in America, I see it a lot. A lot of, a lot of people are in modular homes. Um, they're basically wooden, um, they're wood frame houses that are pre-built in a factory somewhere and then brought to a site. Um, sorry, let me go to Darren. Darren, hi, how are you? Even now. Good. Uh, Darren, I was talking to Kevin there before the break. He, he doesn't really have an issue with it. But he does believe maybe we're letting the government off the hook a little bit here. But modular homes? Yeah. Well, now, I live in a log cabin, and there hasn't been really much... There was a lot of talk about log cabins, what, five years ago? Oh, yeah, that was mentioned about five years ago, wasn't it? They were going to build log yeah. cabins for And everybody. now it's all about modular homes. Right, okay. And who built your log cabin? So my point was, uh, well, I got it off, like, a well-established company, like, in Dublin. Oh, okay. Country. Yeah. And is it big? Um, but... It's a two bed. It's like forty foot by twenty two foot. 
Okay, and and how is it? How do you like living in it? Oh, it's glorious. Like it's, I have a stove in it as well. Like, but like, the point is, if the council got wind of where I am and what's up, like they wanted me to take this down. Why? No planning. Because I ha- I didn't get planning permission. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm assuming you're out somebody's back garden, then, are you? Yeah. It's in my own fields in the country. Yeah. Right. Okay. And but I it's not in a stay around. Like it's in the countryside. See, this is what I can't understand from the council when it comes to planning. If you're in your own field in the middle of nowhere and you're building a log cabin, what's the big deal? I am literally causing, no, I'm not, I never got an off the government. I got paid for myself, done everything. Yeah. See, they want people living in towns and cities. That's the whole point of this. They don't want, to, like, no one can get planning permission out here unless you're from the area. Oh, that's right. That's the same in a lot of places now. You have to have been originally from the area to get planning permission to build in the area. And I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, as in, like, within a kilometre of the site you want to get. Mm. And you have to have grown up here as well and have parents here. Like, it's. Yeah. Like, I'm not causing, like, I'm not adding to the housing list or any of that shit. Like, I'm literally just have my own spot. I'm not causing any harm to the government. But yeah. They want if they had their way, I wouldn't be here. And see, Kevin, I do understand the reason for planning permission. You can't just have a free for all where people are building wherever they want to build. But there should be exemptions made when you have a situation where somebody just wants to put a log cabin on his own piece of land. You're talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, of course, yeah. Like that makes no sense. I have heard this conversation before. I think where like you kind of got okay. Uh, the son and the girlfriend can't afford a place to rent, so they set up a caravan or something out the back garden, a huge big back garden of their own house. And the council come along and said, no, get rid of it. It's 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 happens. You don't have probably many stories of people who've gone through that because either the neighbours have complained or it doesn't come in with some um, height regulation. But, like, yeah, no, like, if you got, if this guy's got his own field, his own land, what business of it is the council to basically how dare they come along and say no you can't have that if he's got the right to that land and the days to go with it then yeah give him the middle finger but unfortunately the the bureaucracy is what it is now if you're living now don't get me wrong if you're living in a city and you build a log cabin out your back garden and you've got neighbours I understand them yeah you must must have plan permission because your neighbour might want to look at an ugly caravan out the back garden you know what I mean so I, I get that, but he's but he's not bothered. There's, I, there's no. Is there anybody overlooking it, or can anybody else see it, Darren? Apart from you, you can't see it from the road. But like, I have a neighbour, um, literally, literally right across the hedge from me at Horseyard, and he has a three bed log cabin, and he's there maybe four years. Right, so he's doing the same thing as you, anyway. Road. Yeah, yeah. But like it's we're saving on the government. We're saving. Like, I'm not that I'd go on the house anyways, but you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not taking anything from the state. And with the log cabin, by the way, that you're in, like, so what's the heat like? What's it like in the winter? Is it warm? Oh, the water. I have a stove in the living area, and then I have, like, this little rad, electric rad in each room. Right, okay. And once you have the stove on the just for an hour, like, it heats the whole place. I have it, there's a little water heater in one of the rooms that connects to all the plumbing. Yeah, and you just cool. turn it on, and it heats up the water. And then the shower and all, have water coming from the home house. Right, okay. On the ground, like it's about 100 feet away from the home house. And whose home house is that? Is that your parents? My mum's. Yeah, okay, okay. 
Right, yeah. The so, the, yeah, so you're sharing utilities. Yeah, you're sharing utilities. So you yeah. don't yeah. own the land. It's your folks do. And oh, 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 no, I own, I own the land. Right, okay. It doesn't well, matter. It doesn't make a difference even if you own the land because they can still take it off you. <clears throat> really? They can that, demand to take it down. Confused me. Well, they, no, they uh, they can come out and they can come out and you know, if they do come out and see it, you can apply for what they call retention. They can apply for retention, but you're not going to get it. Yeah. yeah, you won't get it. No, you'll be but told you see, to take the thing it down. They need plan permission for mm. the actual thing that you actually need planning for is the septic tank. Oh right, okay. And see, I have my own septic tank. I did my own, so you need right. plans for that. But you see, if the, if the council are out with the drones, I just have like a uh, AstroTurf over the lid of the septic tank, so it just looks like it blends in with the rest of the lawn. Oh, very good. And do so the council send drones out? Do the council oh, send? Oh, yes, they do. Do they? Yes, they do. And did I hear this new thing now about all the fires? You're not allowed like fires now from November first at all. Not even bushes, no nothing. Oh, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't. Yeah, you're not even allowed. You know, yeah, you know those little bins with the little chimney on it that you can burn papers out of the back garden or documents no, with. No, you're, you're not allowed to do that anymore. No. I was going to do that recently with a load of stuff I had from years ago. And I was told you can't do that. You can't do that. I go, okay. But they sell the bins in Woodies. Why can't I do it? <laughs> you know? Um, <coughs> you shouldn't be burning paper, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My dad used to have a bonfire out the back garden at least three times a year. I don't know if you, you lads remember this. And everything went on it. And I mean everything went on it. And bonfires themselves back in the day, right? Yeah, I mean, you rarely put even out rubbish for the bin men in those days. Because all the household rubbish just got thrown in the fire in the front room. We kind of re- It was kind of recycling, really, when you yeah. think about it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, look, here's a, here's a classic Irish one for you. Mm. I had to get rid of a stack load of paper and uh, basically mum passed away and blah, shredded a whole lot. Now, because I rent and I shared the bins, I couldn't. So basically, I had bags of bags of these shredded paper and I couldn't get rid of it. And in Dublin, you can buy the packs of plastic bags. So, they, so you can get the domestic ones and the paper ones. But in where I am, just not far. I'm out in the county, but not far from Dublin. And... Uh, they don't sell them because no. everybody has plastic bins. You cannot buy them. Greyhounds uh, and the other crowds uh, don't uh, sell them uh, outside of Dublin, outside of cities. Limerick, Cork, Dublin, you can buy them. Can't buy them where I am. Can't buy them in any county. Uh, so what did you do with your papers? So what did you do with the paper? Because the reason is, I had I had to just I had to go to a skip. I had to get wait for weeks and actually just dump it into. I a, have a, I have a hang up about putting you know private stuff, even though it might be shredded. I have a bit of a hang up about putting it in bins or waste centres or anything like that. Yeah, I, don't, uh, yeah, I know, but like, but, but, it's I don't want people looking through me stuff. Know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that's a bit conspiracy. It's a, it's a bit par- I know there's a bit of paranoia involved in that, isn't there? Yeah, it's right, like, but the reason they're allowed those. Those plastic pe- uh, bins are allowed in cities is because you got touched houses. Yeah. Outside of Dublin, most people have like the garden, front garden, blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. they all have plastic bins. So you put one of those plastic bags outside outside of Dublin, they won't pick it up. No, they won't take. Even it. though it's their their company on the logo and their truck ignoring the fact that it's there. Actually, they won't even pick it up if your bin is slightly open. 
Oh, no, we, oh yeah, yeah, but I'm just talking about those bags. Where, where I am, right, where I am, they're a bit mad. They, they examine your bin. <laughs> and you get a note, like a warning note on the bin. Like if they notice in your normal bin, you might have some papers. You know your normal black bin, right? If they notice that mm. you, for the normal refuge, if they notice that you've recyclables in that, like a tin or a bottle or a plastic bag, you get a warning. A sticker oh, yeah, yeah. put on your bin. That, and, yeah, uh, and then you get two or get three and there's an extra charge on top of it. What do you think yeah. the, the service charge but is? It, but it's, it's, but it's sometimes actually, you just make a mistake. Like, what's the big, you know, what's the biggie like? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, look, I didn't know. So, yeah, I know. I didn't look. That's how look. That's why there's a microchip at the end of every bin. Um, look, I did. A, I did an article on it, and it was like kind of it, it worked. So I know. They, well, I don't know that. how now when they see the, when I see the sticker on the bin every now and again. It's rare, thankfully. It doesn't happen too often, right? But I'm wondering because it's a machine. You know, the, the machine picks it up and flings it into the bin, right? Are they rooting through me bin? Uh, I, I, I actually I don't know who'd be bothered. <laughs> well, I do know there is a microchip at the end of each bin. That's how it knows what how calculate the record of everything. But I don't know if anybody actually. Who like it's Ireland? But then again, you don't know. Some jobs worth kind of going along once in a while. Oh, yeah, open them and have a look. Yeah. Oh, there's a bottle. There, give them a sticker quick. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all it takes. Someone would like kind of oh yeah, think there was something or not in the job. And, yeah. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.